If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. And I'm Joe. And this week we are doing something a little bit different. We have our, you know, our annual Christmas in July holiday. We're going to kind of recap that, what kind of swap we did, you know, what we got. We're going to talk about our topic that we let you know at the end of last episode. Um, You know, what came first, villains or superheroes? You know, are villains influenced by superheroes? Would they already be there or what have you? And then we have our secret bit at the end. Um, So you have to stay tuned for that one to see what that's all about. So, Joe, Christmas in July, um, if you guys listened in the past to our earlier episodes, uh, we started around July 2020 and we had our, uh, you know, our Christmas in July. It's kind of like a makeshift holiday we have because, you know, usually we like when we were in college, we had a little bit extra cash in our pockets um, as opposed to the winter for whatever reason. Uh, we were always geeked to get a book and it's kind of like getting yourself a book, but with like a little surprise on it. So um, do you want to start off by letting them know what you got? Okay, so I got a San Diego Comic-Con comics issue number two. It's the first appearance of Hellboy. So very fitting considering we just reviewed the first volume. I love the Lovecraftian influence in it. And so I'm very appreciative of that book. A really cool cover too. Uh, I was really excited to pull away with that this year. I don't know if it's a secret, but uh, we did it way early. We couldn't resist. Uh, We never can. We bought the books early thinking like we could get a good deal on them. We got the good deals and we're like, all right, we'll we'll do it early and then talk about it now. So this is <laughs> this is that. Yeah. And it was really hard not to spill the beans on that either. Um, so really, it should be kind of branded as like Christmas when it's kind of warm out. But, uh, you know, <laughs> as soon you know as the what? shorts come out, the comics do, too. Damn right. So he got the Hellboy. I got a G.I. Joe issue 21, the silent issue, the first appearance of Storm Shadow. So that's badass because one G.I. Joe is, you know, he kicks ass. Well, they kick ass. Uh, my uncle was a big G.I. Joe guy, so I've always kind of had that influence uh, kind of growing up. Um, it's a very on-brand book for the box. And, you know, they're coming out with that Snake Eyes Origins movie, which doesn't look that great. But, you know, Storm Shadow is going to have something to do with that. So I kind of like the hidden spec in it almost, even though, I mean, the book's never going to leave the box. So, you know, it's a really nice copy, too. I'm really appreciative that you got me something so cool. So, yeah, I'd say all in all that, you know, we made out pretty good. Good, uh, considering what our budget was and considering the comic game right now, everything is buck wild. So, you know, we were still able to find good deals, but it wasn't as easy as in years past. Yeah, like we've talked about in the past, the buying power is so ridiculous nowadays, but there's still good deals to be had. We've proved it and it's something that we'll keep doing every single year. And we hope that, you know, we can get you listeners involved in our holiday. 
For sure. And, you know, with that, happy holidays. I hope you do it with your friends. But now it's time to kind of have a debate, maybe not so much a hard debate, but a discussion. Villains, were they already there? Were they already like going this crazy or going to those extreme measures? Or do superheroes actually kind of combat supervillains? Or do they kind of create the issue? Like, is there a void there? There being the presence of a superhero just creating the need for there to be a foil to them. You know, there's a bunch of different ways we can cut it. Where, where do you stand on this? Well, let me ask you a question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, I would say the egg because chickens are dinosaurs. Dinosaurs laid the eggs that eventually evolved into chickens. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very chicken and egg debate. Uh, a lot of yin and yang to it. So I don't know. I put a lot of thought into it. I'm leaning towards no, but I'm open to my mind being changed. I think that supervillains exist so that, you know, superheroes have someone to fight. And from like a storytelling perspective, obviously, you know, superheroes create supervillains in a sense, like for our entertainment, having strong villains kind of allows us to like test the boundaries of a superhero, which creates the suspense and everything that keeps us coming back to either reading it or watching it. Um, So all the adversity that superheroes face is because of supervillains. And so in a sense, they're kind of created for each other and they're dependent on each other as far as storytelling goes. However, like if we're assuming like the comic versus like real, like it's reality, like if superheroes actually existed and villains yeah. actually existed, I have a feeling that villains would exist regardless of superheroes and vice versa. There are plenty of supervillains that aren't really tied to a specific superhero and they just like to cause harm because of either like their background or their personality or whatever the case is. There's so many circumstances that creates heroes and villains that I don't think that we can directly like tie them together even if some villains solely exist because of a hero kind of like black manta that dude just fucking hates aquaman (laughs) (laughs) out of pure spite right but even if i come to the conclusion that superheroes directly cause or create supervillains i still believe that they do more help than harm i read something that suggested that heroes actually are more violent than supervillains like per hour which I thought was interesting. But I feel like that can be explained pretty easily because like the story is told through the superhero and the supervillains never really die. They just get locked up, break out, and then it lather, rinse, repeat type of thing. And so obviously the superheroes are pretty violent. But the reason I feel like they're more helped than harm is because the stories are often told through the perspective of the hero and we can relate to them, idolize them, or, you know, even when they're doing things that are unpopular. So that's kind of my take on it. I have a few other things to say, but what's your take? So I kind of want to pose the question here. Um, I I was kind of thinking about it like in universe type thing. Like if I was just a bystander on the street kind of type deal, not as like a literary function and whatnot. But do you think that let's say perhaps that the superheroes are not directly creating a supervillain, you know, like they're not the exact causation of them deciding to do crime. What about the fact that do you think that because I mean, in our like in real life, I mean, there's no people running around in like gimmicky costumes or doing anything crazy. So I mean, that kind of lends itself to, you know, one side of the argument is that no, I don't think that it's going to create one or the other necessarily. But like in comic universe, do you think the fact that super uh, humans do exist? Does that kind of lead to like an extreme level of criminal activity? Like, do you think that they feel like they have to go to further extremes? Do do they actually make 
standard street level criminals worse? Like, do they give them higher aspirations? Do they make them want to do like higher scale crime and, you know, be pretty much like terrorists? Would they have gone to those lengths had there been no Spider-Man or Superman to stop them? Or would you think it would have been more small scale and kind of like in a Batman type way? Could like the GCPD actually handle more criminal cases? Or is Batman truly necessary because these people would have gone off the deep end and done crazy shit anyways. I think there's a little bit of an enhancement um, because by nature, superheroes invite opposition, you know, and vice versa. So obviously, like, there's no superheroes or villains in real life. And so, you know, we have like a police department to take care of stuff like that, even though it's never going to fully go away. But when you have superheroes, obviously, because it invites the opposition, you're going to have super villains as well. But if the villains didn't exist, there would still be positive things that superheroes can help out with, you know, like war or natural disasters. Kind of like I was saying earlier, there's a big yin and yang element to it. I do think that uh, it enhances the situation, but I don't think that they necessarily cause it. It's just more likely to happen. Interesting. Now, do you think that we should defund superheroes and start sending social workers to go take on the Joker? No. Okay, cool. So now that we're past that, you know, I think we kind of agree. I mean, there's a few different ways you can cut it here. I kind of tend to agree with you. I don't think necessarily, I mean, there's going to be instances because, you know, the probabilities of anything that, you know, superheroes are going to create supervillains, whether it's intentionally or on accident. But I don't think that necessarily, you know, they're spawning them at like a crazy rate. I don't think it's kind of like a causation type thing. The interesting thing is the opposite could be said too. like Gotham was already a shit show. And so like Bruce Wayne became Batman because it was a shit show. Like he watched his parents get shot in front of him. So like bad situations also create heroes. Sometimes when you're a billionaire orphan and uh, you go do Kung Fu around the world. But (laughs) I don't think most orphans have a billion dollars or fucking Kung Fu budget. Yeah, dude. Usually it's the opposite. Usually it's like they watch their dad beat their mom and then do a burnout in the front lawn with the PBR in hand. They're like, okay, I'm going to go stick up the corner store. And then then Batman comes and cripples them and then rinse and repeat. So maybe, you know, Batman is like a factory for criminals because he's pissing off all the people that he beats up and everyone just wants to get him back. So who knows, bro? It's weird to say. Yeah, it is hard to say. But I know that that, uh, social workers couldn't just like completely solve the problem. I think Joker can handle that. I don't know, dude. Just send him in there. You don't have to escalate. He ain't going to do nothing wrong. You got to trust him. But uh, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any who's it? Yeah. So, you know, I think I really kind of went over all my talking points. Granted, there weren't a ton of them. (laughs) Why aren't there like a death penalty for villains? If Hitler was like put into captivity before like him killing himself, like we would have sure murdered him. And like you could say like Joker and Magneto and all them like so they wouldn't cause more crimes could probably get away with the death sentence. Are we talking about like a state death sentence or like the government or are we talking like, you know, do we want like the super? 
superheroes to kind of blur the lines and kind of, you know, take. No, no, the government, because it just kind of police officers like it's not their job to kill people. So it's not like the superheroes job to kill them. It's just their job to like put them into custody. And then the courts decide what they want to do with that. So like, I think that would solve a lot of problems because they keep escaping and then it keeps happening again. I do, too. But but then it wouldn't be good storytelling. No, it wouldn't because everybody would be dead in like no time. But, you know, there's also reasons of insanity, which is a, you know, something that's used a lot today. Uh, You know, people obviously do very heinous things and whether they are mentally, you know, aware of it or not. Sometimes, you know, I mean, everybody has a different moral compass than say I or you or whoever. But, you know, a lot of people, it's kind of like the moral superiority in a way that, you know, we're not going to take their life. We're kind of going to, you know, let them kind of sit and dwell on what they did and kind of let them rot instead of just kind of exterminating them. Because I do think there is a level of negligence that, you know, in all the years of Gotham that we keep saying that, you know, the Joker's insane. It was like, well, no shit. But he's also going around and putting toxin in the water supply and like cutting faces off of security officers. It's like, at what point does it matter if he's crazy? And do we just put him down like a sick dog? Exactly. Like, regardless (laughs) of it's like drawn by like mental illness, like if there's so many things that happen in a row, regardless of mental illness, like he's violent. Right. And that's the CBJ podcast take on corporal punishment. But you know what? That's fine. <laughs> it kind of got real. <laughs> Death penalty. CBJ loves it. But yeah. uh, big fan. But yeah, I mean, honestly, even to tie into nowadays, I mean, most of the methods of how the death penalty is used or, you know, how long it takes for them to actually see the death penalty doesn't really happen all that often anymore in our country, at least. So I'm sure that probably would tie in to there, especially when, you know, you have like Batman probably lobbying in in the courthouse himself who's like we can't kill anybody if we kill them we're no better and it's like bro chill the fuck out this guy just literally like stabbed a pregnant woman and threw the fetus in a river it's like you need to just he's a bad person we need to just let him go bro i don't <laughs> care if you love him or whatever it is like he, he's gotta go uh batman's sick himself because he knows if joker got the death penalty then he he wouldn't feel as good running around in his suit no dude he's chafing <laughs> in his leather chaps for no fucking reason you'd be like i feel empty <laughs> some chub rub going on some grumping <laughs> fucking crying on the rooftop ain't got nothing to do right too bored <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like we've gone over every scenario here i really feel like you smell what i'm stepping in you got anything to cap off this conversation no but i think this last thing we talked about is a good segue into what we want to talk about next our secret segment secret segment you think so all so, right burger if you could kick it with any comic book character who would it be you know this was a real toughie because there's a few different ways that we can also think about this i guess it depends on what we're going for i mean this isn't my pick but like you know if i wanted to have a good time and you know go fishing and have a jug of milk i'd go hang out with superman but uh you know who i picked it's is it obvious it's painfully obvious shazam no because he's too much of a goody two shoes it's my boy deathstroke (laughs) that was gonna be my second guess (laughs) it's pretty clear but well I, i broke it down for a few different reasons so Let's assume we're having like a good old boys night out. Like, you know, we're getting rowdy, doing whatever we're going to do. Um, he fucks teenagers. No, that was because <laughs> okay. of the implication. And then uh, <laughs> and <laughs> boys <he's>, night out. <laughs> he's about he's a pussy hound for, you know, of age women, dude. He's always getting snooze. So besides that, he's a ladies man. I've read enough of his solo series to see that he's laying with a new woman all the time, which I respect. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, two, he's a booze hound. 
he's probably going to have an old fashioned or some GTs and he's going to, you know, knock a few back. He always knows what to do, where to go next, because he can think with 90% of his brain. If shit hits the fan, he's got my back, dude. Who who would you want to back you up in a bar fight without being like overly obvious? Deathstroke. He'd fucking cut their hand off. You can say he's not a good dude, but he's morally ambiguous. He's not about good nor evil. He's about money, which I also respect. So Talk he about also contracts. Exactly. He don't care about your feelings. He cares about the contract. When you do a lot of contracts, you have a lot of dough, which means you get into nicer bars and clubs. And he's, you know, he's kind of dealing with the underworld of sorts. He's got the connect, bro. If we're looking to really spice up the night in any facet, he knows exactly who to call or where to go. And he's got the funds for it. So I trust that, you know, we're going to have a good time out hanging out with Deathstroke. I mean, as long as you're not being a cockhead, he's probably not going to turn on you. It is what it is. Fair enough. How about you, dog? Do you have a guess? I want to say Superman, but I have no idea. It would obviously be Superman, but that's too obvious. Uh, I put a lot of thought into it because okay. he's my favorite character, and I thought it would be cool to fly, but I'm not going to say that. Oh, you shit. You're talking about flying and stuff. I'm talking about fucking Sniz Hound. I know. Okay. You're talking about Sniz, and I'm talking <laughs> trim, and I'm talking about flying. He's got that um, box. Right. I'm not going to say Batman, even though the Batcave would be cool. I thought sure. about Captain America because punching some Nazis would also be cool. But I think Magic I'm going to lock in Green Arrow, even though he doesn't have superpowers. Because okay. the Robin Hood mentality, I feel like he'd be fun to hang out with. I figured after reading Identity Crisis, that made me comfortable locking it in. Wolverine would be cool because he smokes, drinks, hangs out at dive bars but he's not he the type mad, of dude. bro yeah he's not the type of dude to want to hang out then and like then i thought three. about like constantine who would also be cool to hang out with because like the adventures he goes on and it'd be cool to kick it with them but i'm not really a big fan of constantine he's so green arrow guys. would exactly green arrow would be kind of like the medium between those two characters i feel he's pretty down to earth He's super rich, so he's got the funds. And so I figure, uh, you know, it'd be a fun night out. Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything going wrong. Unlike Deathstroke, I feel like I could trust him. Interesting. So honestly, you just pretty much picked like nicer Deathstroke because they're kind of the same dude. Yeah, <laughs> very similar situation. They don't like each other, but they're no. very similar. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, everything's going to be fine for each of our nights unless we roll up to the same club and stand face to face. Yeah, then, you know, that, that, gonna I'm going to fight you. You and yours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put an arrow through your fucking eye, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm going to cut your hands off. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so very similar submission, but I picked a hero and you picked a villain. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about <laughs> But he teeters the line just enough to where he's not like a straight deviant completely to where right. i trust him enough like he reminds me of kind of like a ceo of a fortune 500 company but like like just type off steroids just angry yeah dude like you could set him off but he's probably gonna be okay most of the time yeah 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 and yeah your dude be more fun though probably <laughs> because he's <laughs> are you changing your answer he's a bit more witty and a bit more of a smart ass but you know what i'd probably get along with more you yeah know what? i feel like that'd be a good time every rendition of green arrow he just other than the arrow series he seems fun because that's the part that they missed out on in the arrow tv show 
It's just like he's like a, obviously an entrepreneur, young playboy billionaire. But um, yeah, but they he's made him too Batman. much like Batman in the show. Kind of just angry all the time. You lost that like funness to him and that like wittiness or sarcasticness. And so big fan of the character. And I feel like he'd be like the easiest person to hang out with. True. Because he doesn't have powers. You know what I mean? He's most relatable. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if we had to do like a squad hangout, you know, you and I, we'd probably pick Superman, right? Go out on the boat and drink some milk. milk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do some farm work, mow the lawn. (laughs) Call it a day. Yeah. (laughs) Go to bed by nine. I respect it. Um, Something wholesome and so I totally missed an opportunity by picking like a villain, but uh, you know what? You know, that's who we picked. Uh, you guys let us know once you hear this episode, uh, you know, just hit us up on IG or wherever at CBJ pod. Let us know who you'd want to hang out with. Let us know why. I mean, there's so many good choices, honestly, but I just couldn't find strong enough reasoning for some of my other choices. I felt like this made the most sense for like a night out type deal. Joe's made a lot of sense. Like we're kind of in the same mindset, just on like opposite ends of the same coin. So let us know what you think. And Joe, do you want to let them know what we're doing next? Yeah. So I figure we haven't done enough Superman. (laughs) And so um, we'll finally go back to our comic book reviews. We're going to read Superman. Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow written by Alan Moore. So I'm very excited to read that being as big of a Superman fan as I am. I've never read it, so this is going to be just as much of a surprise for me. But yeah. Alan Moore fan, so I figure that's uh, very on brand for me and uh, hopefully CBJ. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys ever have any recommendations for us as well, we're open to listening. You know where to hit us up at. CBJ Pod on Instagram is the best way to reach us. You can also find us on Facebook at CBJ Podcast. Slide in our DMs. You can leave a comment on any one of our posts. You can go to our Facebook at CBJ Podcast or just search Comic Book Junkie you'll see our beautiful logo just sitting right there you know what to click on and you know if you don't listen to us on any traditional podcast platforms which we are available on all of them tell a friend leave a five-star review if you can four star if you really aren't that cool but you know tell a friend write a review it'll help us with the algorithm push us out to a bigger fan base and you know the good times keep rolling and yeah that's pretty much all i got you know where to find us thanks for listening we'll catch you next time all right guys